0: Well, it certainly feels like we've seen strikes and job action this summer. Could there be more? That is what Mornings with Simi contributor
1: Scott Chance is talking about now. Good morning again to you. Hi Jill, how are you? Do you do you feel this that like more we've seen a a lot of strikes compared to normal? Mm, I I don't know. I know the hotel workers. We've talked to them a few
0: times. And yeah, there has been certainly some labor unrest.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like that to me. Uh, There's news today that auto workers on both sides of the border are voting to to strike mandate as they're sort of in contract talks. Uh, So this could affect car production. Well, there's already like car shortages everywhere here and south of the border. It's why cars are so expensive. And it just, It feels to me like everyone who's in a union kind of feels like, hey, it's time to get ours, you know? Hmm. And, um... I'm like, we're not in a, I'm not in a union, you know? So I'm like, oh, is this, what is happening out there? We talk so much about inflation and cost of living and all of that type of stuff. And I had, I sort of wonder if this is like, um, like a balancing of the books, you know, like for the labor force on mass. So I got in touch with a professor of labor from York university. His name is Steven Tufts. And he is like super familiar with all of this stuff. And I, I asked him about this, uh, you know, like, are we seeing more strike action than we normally would. How do you feel? Like, is, it, is this something that we're likely to, to continue, or is this kind of just, just par for the course? And here is what he said.
2: What we're seeing is we are seeing a tiny upsurge in work stoppages or strikes and lockouts uh, following the pandemic. It's almost double the rate uh, we've uh, received in, or experienced in the last couple of years. Uh, so that is significant. However, we have to put this in a broad context. So the hours and person days lost to strikes currently are actually relatively minor compared to this, what we experienced in the 1970s, and the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, where we had much more uh, larger number of strikes that involved more people. But this, this uh, what we're experiencing now is some significant strikes. Some of them not necessarily having huge uh, person hours lost, but are really captured by the media, especially in the US, for example, with the writer's strike.
1: Right, yeah. And so is this because, and again, like sort of layman's interpretation here, just everything is so expensive and people just feel like I can't make ends meet anymore. Like we hear all these stories about inflation and stuff, need more money. So we're just, that's that seems like the next obvious answer is we're just gonna go on strike or what's the reason?
2: Well, there's a couple of things that that have been noted by my colleagues and a lot of people following strike activity in the recent months. Uh, First of all, you're coming out of a pandemic where, in some cases, uh, a lot of workers felt disrespected. They were laid off. Uh, Sometimes they were put in dangerous positions or felt they were exposed to the disease more than others. And disrespect also is one of the major um, components that lead to to strikes and and upsurges in labour militancy. Second of all is that you do have a high period of inflation. Even though inflation's come down in recent months, it's still very high in two major areas, and that is groceries and mortgage rates and rents, uh, two major costs that people and working people face. So you are put in a position where if you don't demand extra money from your employer, you are going to fall behind. And there was some falling behind over the last couple of years, so workers have to catch up. The other issue that I think is really important uh, to put into context is that we're you know, seeing a little bit more sympathy for workers who are struggling. And that allows workers to express solidarity and get a little bit more confidence to take on big employers that are not only unpopular, such as Amazon, um, UPS, in some cases, governments. Um, but also have the propensity in many cases to pay because profits have been quite high. Hmm. So we put all of this together and where you have people who are falling behind, people who need to pay rent, buy groceries, and then having employers that in many cases simply have the money to pay. Um, they, do have, they are very profitable. Um, you're going to have a series of, of strikes.
1: Right. And do we think that this is sort of the, um, I don't know, like the the balancing of the books, like the redistribution of the wealth or um, you know, like I've long heard my mother is a huge union advocate and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, like she, she's like, Oh, in the forties and the fifties, this is how we did it. This is how, you know, and, uh, uh, I've, I've never been in a union. I'm not in a union. Um, it like, is this likely to create uh, big change. Like, are, is this going to lead to more companies going on strike and sort of my next question beyond that? Cause maybe these two tie together. What about people who aren't in unions? You know, if people in unions yeah. get their pay raised, what about the rest of us? That's like, Oh, well, these guys just got stuck with minimum wage cause they're not in a union and they can't, how do you advocate for yourself if you're not in a union? That's,
2: that's a great question. And they are, um, related First of all, it is true, there is some evidence that strikes lead to further strikes. It's called a demonstration effect. So when one worker, set of workers go out, especially if they're successful, other workers get the confidence to also demand more from their employers. Now, for the non-union workers, this is what happens. Sometimes, uh, you know, the, the, the boats raise and other workers come up with it. If unionized workers get get raises, then eventually non-union employers, who still have to compete in the labor market, do have to pay more. And what we're seeing now with some labor shortages in non-union workplaces is that employers are, in fact, having to, to pay more for the simple reason to attract workers. Because we also have, and this is something that's not really discussed, is we do have what some people are referring to as a generational labor shortage. And what that means is that uh, workers do have a little bit more power in the labor market to demand higher wages uh, because there's fewer workers available for employers to choose from. And that's been a challenge to, to many employers in several sectors. So that's, again, leading to maybe a little bit more militancy. Now, the overall question that you started with, which is, is this a sea change or is this the beginning of a new upsurge of labor militancy? That's debated by labor scholars. Some people are quite optimistic. Some people are a little, little less uh, um, optimistic or want to qualify things a bit. I sort of fall on that side. Um, we are seeing more strikes, but relative to the strike activity that we experienced in the previous decades of the 1940s up into the 1980s, this is actually quite minor.
1: That's Professor Stephen Tufts. He's a professor of labor geography at York University. And, Jill, the line that stood out to me from that entire interview was where he said, if you don't demand extra money from your employer, you're going to fall behind.
0: (laughs) yeah I think that's kind of always been the case, really. You have to be your own
1: advocate and go out there and get get what you think you deserve i i i yes I agree with that but like i always i like the idea that companies kind of adhere to this like hey, cost of living increase because you know we understand it's expensive for you, so annual raise to keep up with inflation keeps everybody happy keeps the employees here keeps the keeps the whole system going you know mm-hmm. like and I feel like my contribution to our employer, whom I love, uh, it should, you know, should be enough to say like, yes, okay, well, here's, here's the raises that you all deserve so that we can keep doing the wonderful business that we do, you know, but it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. And then, like he said, it often leads to, to these things and that's where you have to advocate for yourself. But it's also interesting to, like we were talking about off the top, uh, it feels like so much, so much, uh, labor action, but in his mind, this is really quite minor,
0: Yeah, looking at I was trying to think the list. The port strike. He mentioned the writers' strike. Like you said, we might see auto workers. So all all big deals and big Mm -hmm. strikes. But yeah, certainly nothing when we used to see QP went on strike earlier this
1: year, right? There, there was a government worker strike. Or is that, that's not QP? but there was a government workers strike earlier this BC, year.
0: The BC government, general government, general workers. Union, yeah. General I think. workers
1: mm-hmm. assembly, I think. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, there certainly has been. Yes. There has been a uh, job action. Uh, definitely. So uh, interesting conversation. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome.